In this episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, I recall one of the most powerful examples of making a stakeholder feel seen, valued, and heard. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. The irony of today is that I decided to take an extra long shower and then took some time to chat with our son, which caused me to to leave late. I mean, I was actually considering going into work 30 minutes late. Luckily for me, I didn't. And as I pulled into the parking lot, I got a call telling me that Dr. Pulliam, our superintendent, is on her way to the school to talk with one of our staff members. I have to first say that I am impressed with the fact that a district superintendent would respond to a staff member's email. The email was about her displeasure with our assistant principal leaving. Dr. Pulliam, and I'm naming her because this is high praise, gave our staff member 30 minutes of her undivided attention. They both came back and processed their interpretation of the talk. You know, their their interpretations varied a bit, but I'm impressed because it really humanized the superintendent. And when it's all said and done, that move was just awesome. baby let's get into it first i want to say i've never been a superintendent so i don't pretend to understand the scope of their responsibilities and what the daily day looks like i can speak to the principalship i can speak to assistant principals i can speak to teachers but not superintendents so that said with all the on-site work i do with districts across the nation i am always impressed when the superintendent is engaged in, in the training and gets their hands dirty. Like I'm, I'm always impressed by that. You know, I get introduced by many, but man, there are only been a handful that just really dig in to supporting the work. And that's a, that's a really important message to send. And I send it again with no judgment and no practical experience being a superintendent. Now, this situation, I mean, you've been listening to episodes, you know, it's been building. My assistant superintendent wanted to move the assistant principal out. And unbeknownst to me, our media assistant wrote, apparently reached out to our superintendent expressing her displeasure with this decision. I had no knowledge of it. I found out about it. The day I got the call saying Dr. Pulliam was coming to our school to meet with her. And this isn't a statement about, you know, our staff member's position. It it wouldn't matter who the staff member was or what their position was. Um, But if I'm keeping it real with you, I mean, I would be impressed if she were coming to see anyone on our staff, no matter who they were, what position they held. 
But the fact that she came to see one of our quote unquote classified staff members, our, our media assistant, that it just, you know, I'm not trying to sound elitist. I don't want to come off that way. But man, it's clear that she wanted our staff member to feel seen, valued and heard and gave her 30 minutes. Now, again, I've never been a superintendent, but I know they're busy. And so that just impressed me, man. It just impressed me. And it taught me something that I realized years ago, but it's really crystallizing now. And that is people want to be heard, man. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be recognized. It doesn't always mean they want the answer they're looking for. You know, I I remember I had a staff member who, and I think I've talked about him as well at my, not this school, but my last school, my first school. I just thought he was a naysayer. You know, I, I just thought he was a damn naysayer, just always questioning and poking and prodding. But over time, what it taught me is that one, he wasn't a naysayer by nature. He was, he was a critical thinker, you know? I'm a glass half full guy. He's a glass half empty guy. Neither is good or bad. And when they work in concert, it's fantastic because he helped me see blind spots. I helped him pull him toward more risk taking and, and seeing what's possible. But what I learned from him and the moment I realized he wasn't just a ball busting naysayer was the fact that some of the time I'd hear him, we'd dialogue, I'd respond, and it still wouldn't go the way he thought it would go, but he would be on board with it anyway. Because for him, the important thing is that, I just learned, he never said this, but this is what I realized about him. The important thing is that that he was heard, that he was heard, that his voice was recognized. Um, You know, when Rick DeFore taught us, you know, how to, this process for gaining consensus, you know, there, there are two conditions for consensus. The will, all voices have been heard and the will of the group is evident even to those who most oppose it. Like all points of view have been heard. And again, watching him jump on board with a decision that he didn't necessarily agree with, but he'd been heard and we really vetted his thoughts, told me that this guy won it ultimately is a team player and two what's most important to him is that he was heard and that's just played itself out you know throughout my life you know when when I've been in his shoes I felt the same way like I want to be heard you know wife and I raising our kids and we see some of those 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 same uh those same characteristics it's a it's a human yearning to want to be seen heard and valued and in today's equity environment and um, I, I talk about this in my new book, uh, Ruthless Equity. One of the missing elements of the equity conversation at large is the power of belonging and inclusion. And so much of belonging and inclusion is about being seen, heard, and valued in a very intentional way. Ways that we kind of gloss over because when we hear things like, belonging most of us just assume that we got it going on in our organizations already like we're, we're friendly you know but but it's so much more than that the last thing i'll say about it is look 
at the time I was hired in that district, you know, leaders of your district kind of had a reputation to embed equity for only hiring on from campus, within. Make it a part you know, of your very DNA and ensure equity, excellence, and achievement for all students, regardless of background. We're talking about a school just outside Atlanta. Dismantle ability. And so, Dr. Pulliam at the time was a new superintendent for every student. You know, she came in with equity, a brand new book, and decided to look outside the district for leadership talent and hired me and you know I'm grateful for that I mean she had my support because hell she took a chance on me she hired me but after her visit to our school that day and she wasn't there for anything else not like she toured the school you know she came and debriefed with me but that was it after that visit to our school she had my loyalty she had my loyalty because even though the result wasn't what our staff member was looking for. She felt validated, heard, appreciated, and seen. And it's one thing to say it, it's one thing to write it, it's another thing to do it. And she made that happen, and that has served as a model for me since that day. Start with the crown. And I know, I know I've changed the launch date 11 13 times. Now, May 5th, 2022. So if you're hearing this message prior to May 5th, go to ruthlessequity.com for more information. If you're hearing this message after May 5th, 2022, go to amazon.com, order your copy of Ruthless Equity. In the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, bless his heart, leadership podcast, how so bad have so much damn support you've been listening to the unfold the soul bless his heart podcast with ken williams for more information about ken visit unfoldthesoul.com